LAS. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hello, guys. My name is Devin Green, and this is The Innovative Creative, a podcast dedicated to helping designers and clients better understand design using an alternative way of thought. I've been designing for 16 plus years, and I felt that people need this knowledge. Whether you are a new or an experienced designer, I can give you tips that can better help your design journey. I also know that clients sometimes have a hard time working with designers. This is my way to help clear the confusion. Join me on your favorite podcasting platform as I dive into design tips, communication tactics, and much more. I release episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on my website at innovativecreative.fm and wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is proudly produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. The Innovative Creative is free to listen to, but if you want bonus content and to support local creators, subscribe to LAS+. For more information on that, head on over to LASPodcastNetwork.com. L-A-S. Welcome back. We love you. We We love love you. You're here. We are so glad that you're here. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, Sarah. And it's me, Caleb. And we are othered together. We we are separately. Separately. Yes. Together. Together and othered. We're so Excuse glad me, my goodness. <laughs> We're so glad you guys are listening to us today. Please don't forget to subscribe to LAS Podcast Network. Uh, that's LASPodcastNetwork.com forward slash plus for getting all sorts of really cool stuff. For only $10 a month, you can support local creators, get access to our bonus episodes, merch, LAS live tickets before they go on sale. Yeah. And know that you're supporting local. Which is our fave. Which is us. It feel, is us. I feel like I gotta say the, the LAS Live. It's free anyway. Oh, LAS Live is free. It's free. You you, you can come oh. to those shows, but we will give you discounts at those live shows. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Discounts. So either way, go subscribe. You'll thank so, yourself later. You will. I mean, if you want to find out the twenty things that Sarah and Caleb wish they knew in their twenties. Oh, yeah. All right. I forgot about that. It's there. It's waiting for you on LS Plus. (laughs) Wonder what that's all about. Right. Someone go listen to it and let us us know. (laughs) Because I don't remember. (laughs) And also, go leave us a review and rating, please. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, my preference is Apple. I love to see it. Love with a big heart. I love when Sarah sends me screenshots of how much she loves these things. Yeah, we're going to share some of them at the end. Oh, great. show. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. So, Caleb. So, Sarah. It's our new day of the week. It's a new day. It's like the third time we've been here on a Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesdays are weird for me. Me too. Because also, I usually don't get them off. Mm, You had today off. I did have today off. I specifically gave myself Wednesday off to give myself a mental health day. 
I love mental health days. Me too. And I re- I've really been needing it recently. What'd you do? I didn't get out of bed until 1 p.m. today. Oh, yeah. When I called you, you were like, good morning. Yes, I did I say that. Like, I'm on my lunch break. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. Is that all you did? Well, no, I did some cleaning around the house and things that like made me feel better in my space, mm-hmm. which was good. Like I vacuumed and I folded laundry and put it away. Nice. It was good. Love it. Um, yeah. Taking care of things at home has made me made, makes me feel better. Not mm-hmm. that I usually ever have the energy to do it, but today I did. Mm-hmm. So that was good. That's good. How about you? Um, Nothing. Nothing exciting. I always say that. I listen to me say, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, but you did. I hosted. Boring. I know. <laughs> I am boring. I'm so boring. I'm like an You're old not, lady. though. But I am. I hosted um, T106 and Hype with my good friend, Tone the Boss. I've been to one weekend. of those. You have been to one. This is the second one we've done in Cedar Rapids. He's done a couple out of state with some other co-hosts. Uh, and ew. I think he recognized that he needs his BFF, Sarah. Right. So I was back, and it's really fun because we get to see local artists perform. Mm, mm-hmm. And this is a rap show. It is... Kind of like a spinoff on 106 and Park. That was right. when we've talked about that. That mm-hmm. was on BET back in the day. But this is his own version with local artists. I love rap and hip hop. So for me, it's really fun to see all the young kids that are eager and hungry up mm-hmm. there spitting bars. So it was fun. And drank too much, as always. Every time I go out. Tequila and pineapple. Tequila and pineapple. <laughs> every, every time. Yes. 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 <laughs> And I'm making a point to um, go back to my rehab of my vocab mm. and be mindful of what I say. So wish me luck, everyone. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank bitch. you. I know. <laughs> like, I think curse words are just in my spirit. Yeah. It just is me. I think I was a sailor in another life. For I think. sure. Uh, but I want to make sure that when I use them, they are accompanied with the appropriate effect and situation sure. and so they're not overused or sure. overlooked and when you don't use them as much they have more potency when they you do, do and i them. want yeah. i want those words to be Need. so potent <laughs> they, just, they get you yeah yeah i can see that and i support that thank you you're welcome mm-hmm. should we get the daddy jar back out no <laughs> <laughs> let's not get the daddy jar out we can start like a botox jar Oh, fabulous. That'd Are you saying that idea. I need Botox? No, I do. Jesus. And I can fund my own Botox. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Sure. Classic surgery I don't think jar. you need it. but okay. I am on a mission to look expressionless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I love your expression. I don't. I want to be like, oh my God, Caleb. Totally straight face. Yeah, and I don't want my face to change. Or then I want to be like, Caleb, I'm so pissed at you right now. I'm about to kill you. And my face is see exactly that's just like same. I just feel like that's so psychotic. <laughs> Not that I'm calling you a psycho, but I know, maybe that's why I want it. <laughs> Haven't you just ever seen people who just got fresh Botox and they look glowy and like childlike because they have no wrinkles? I love that. Right, but you also don't have wrinkles. I do. What? It's kind of dark in here, so maybe you can't see. And I have my glasses on. You do. Which Your eyes are a lot very of big my right face. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blind, so all of the listeners who haven't ever seen me, I am like blind as a bat. 
So I have some big glasses on, big frames and thick lenses. But they look so your girl fabulous. Needs help. Yeah. If you have to be, you know, blind. Yes, then you need fabulous glasses. Right. Okay, cool. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> You're in glasses too. I am, but they're not as thick as yours. That's cuz they're not as medicated as yours. To function in the world? No, I don't need them to function. Is that a fashion statement? Well, yeah, aren't yours? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Fashion statement slash crutch. Mm. Function and fashion. Yes. <laughs> yes. A functionista. It's <laughs> <laughs> a new word. Oh, I love that. Me too. So anyway, today on a Wednesday, we are here to discuss something very important to me and Caleb and something that we have interwoven into every episode that we've had so far. We've definitely talked about it before. We have, but we really wanted to kind of, as Alex says, tie it all up in a bow. Now that's like fresh in my mind because he said it like mm-hmm. three times. Um, and give that package to our listeners as something beautiful and exciting to open and become functionistas in their own life Absolutely. with our gift. It's definitely a challenge. It's it like is. a call to action. Like, here, yeah. this is what we want for you. Yeah, we are expecting you listeners to get up off your ass and do something. Right. Or as my homies outcast say, get up, get out, and do something. Love that. I do, too. It's one of my favorite songs. I do love Andre 3000. I do, too. He's What life. a talented mister. I, okay, I, this is totally off topic. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go. I've been on an outcast binge. Ooh. And so I've, the other day, well, a couple months ago, I was listening to Andre, mm-hmm. and I was like, imagine being a 17-year-old Andre Benjamin and big boy, and you're so, excuse my language, fucking gifted. I just, like, almost started crying because I the amount of talent that those two men have and what they have done for hip hop and rap mm-hmm. is just immeasurable. <clears throat> it is immeasurable. Insane. And like the beats and the flow will never be matched. Mm-mm. So they are definitely in my heart and soul on top. So ten. total shout out to them. Total shout out. Love you. Love you. Mwah. Anyway. Anyway, getting back to what we were going to talk about. Yeah. Getting right back on topic. Right back on topic. We're going to talk about six ways to be a better ally. Yeah, allyship. (laughs) I sounded like bumping up and down. I was like, oh, yeah. Caleb was titty bouncing at the table. It was nice. I liked it. So we just want to share with our listeners ways that we think we can all be better allies. These are things that Caleb and I try and practice in our own lives. This is our own special, unique, authentic, othered list. Mm -hmm. And you're only going to find it here. Exactly. And I think, too, it's important to note that these are things that we have talked about to each other for our own selves and our own betterment and our own lives as well. It's not just like, hey, you you do these things. I think these are things that we've considered or we are trying to incorporate into our own lives and things that we've talked about mm-hmm. making ourselves better and we've practiced these things and know that they actually do help you to strengthen your allyship 100 percent. yes so that's what we want for everyone we all need to be better yep and let's tap in all right number one numero 
Uno. Develop diverse friendships. Ooh. Ooh. Diverse friendships. What this, do you mean by diverse This is important to me, and this is actually our very first episode of Othered, was yes. interracial friendships. And I think it's, that's important to me. I think, especially for this podcast, but also for becoming an ally, is that like if you are in a social group where there's almost zero diversity, like you're not going to learn very much. Like you can like theoretically learn how to, I don't know, talk the talk. But if you're not walking the walk, Mm -hmm. if you're not having those relationships where those kinds of interactions are actually happening, then what, what are you doing? I agree. I um, really want to point out that it's important that we all learn our implicit biases. Mm. Biases? Biases? Because it's really hard to fight unconscious bias if we don't know what we don't like. I took several unconscious bias tests and found out some things that I wasn't really excited to see Caleb Mm -hmm. that I am unconsciously biased towards a lot of people that in my conscious mind I'm not biased towards and it made me realize that because it freaked me out and I was like oh my god I'm a fraud but Mm. then I was like no I think that we all have biases that keep us from developing friendships with certain people or seeking out people different than us Mm -hmm. however when we actually practice things in our daily lives that directly contradict challenge those yes. subconscious biases that's yeah. when that's where we need to be right you almost need that friction mm-hmm. in order to grow yes right like you can't just like be in this place where it's like i don't know easy right you Nothing need that friction done to grow. in your comfort zone right exactly and if you have friends that only think like you think and you guys all watch the same movies and are friends with the same people then you're never getting an outside perspective mm-hmm and you're never going to broaden your horizon. Exactly. And I think you said something about um, sub, like subconsciously, right? Like these things that like exist below our, our conscious. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times in a lot of ways, there's a, there's a lot of like social programming that happens. And I don't think that like you, you just have to learn to address that. I think you need to learn to realize it exists. First. Yeah. You have to be aware of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other, what? Nothing. What? Nothing. I was like just thinking. Go ahead. Okay. It looked like you were literally about to speak. No. I mean, I was, but that wasn't, that sentence wasn't formed yet in my brain. I was just kind of processing while I was talking. Okay. I just wanted to say when you get to a certain age, it's harder to make friends Mm. and harder to meet people. But I think we need to view making friends kind of like we do dating or looking for a job. You need to be very intentional and strategic about what you're looking for and mm-hmm. how you plan to find it. I know, remember my YouTube video when I was like, I want gay friends and I need an Asian friend. Mm-hmm. And Caleb was like, I'm here. I'll be your gay friend. But <laughs> And it sounded really cheesy and stupid and probably a little <laughs> inappropriate, honestly. However, it was coming from a place of here's – the circle I have and here are the people that make it up and I have black friends I've got white friends I've got friends my age I have friends not my age what I don't have are any Asian Pacific Islander friends Mm -hmm. I didn't have 
any gay or trans friends. And I think it's important to also note that when we say friends, we don't mean associates. We don't mean people that you only hang out with in like big group settings. We mean people that you speak to on a regular basis. Yeah, there needs to be some investment. Investment. Yes. It needs to be a relationship that you both are trying to contribute towards. Right. So there's like develop these friendships, which means recognize that there's people in your life, in your circle, in your community who are different than you Mm -hmm. and invest in relationships with those people. Yeah. Go make some friends. Yes. Okay. That was our first ding. That was our signal to move it along because we're (laughs) long-winded. So I'm going to go before we get to the mean ding. Okay. All right. Our second tip on how to become a better ally... And Alex did it anyway. God damn it. God damn it, Alex. Our second tip (laughs) for you on how to strengthen your allyship is to educate yourself. Self. Self. Okay. (laughs) And please don't rely on your diverse friends that you just made um, to educate you. It's 2022. It's not their job. It's not their effing job. Right. The friendship is there to to exist to start to broaden your scope and to broaden your mind about certain things and to be, I don't know, um, to have access or maybe experiences with that person that might create some friction or uncomfortableness, mm-hmm. right? But that uncomfortableness should lead you to be educating yourself. Right. And on a breadth of topics, right? Depending on like who you're friends with. I mean, like you should educate on yourself on everything, like trans issues, LGBTQ issues that are not just trans issues. Um, or maybe you should have said that backwards. I don't know. Either way. Or like issues um, like with social justice, things that like impact um, people of color, mm-hmm. mainly black people. Uh, food Asian, disparity. Yeah. Food disparity, Asian American um, or Pacific Islander violence. That's been happening a lot all over the country. And like educate yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that in this day and age, the excuse, I didn't know or... I've never, I've never heard that, or I didn't even know where to learn that information. It's not, it doesn't fly anymore. Yeah, it's not really an excuse. It really isn't. We have the internet, we have books, we have TV shows, we have podcasts for this. Like ours! Oh my God, just like ours. (laughs) And I think when you rely on your friends to educate you, it, for one, that's not the type of relationship that you want to have and the person you're in a relationship with does not want to be in that with you either. Right. Um, but it's demeaning. Mm-hmm. And. Well, it just feels like you're being used. Yeah. 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 Like I'm like, I've had people be like, okay, well you're gay. So tell me about this. I'm like, okay, sure. I will. And then if it keeps happening, I'm just like, listen, like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not your teacher about all right. things gay. And I'm not a token. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not your token. And gay. I don't represent all gay people exactly i've had a lot of people do that to me they'll be like well you're black what do you what do you think and i'm like i don't know or my opinion does not speak for all black people just Mm -hmm. for me right just me and my kids yeah not all black people are the same not all no we're not (gasps) you're not no that's so weird i know it's not bizarre Don't you just watch movies with the one gay character in it? Yes. That's all I do. I thought that's what you did. Me too. <laughs> I just look for one black character in a movie and I'm hooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there are so many resources out there. If you literally just Google, I want to know more about race, Google will give you a million and a half books. Mm-hmm. What's that book? Reading. So you want to talk about race. So you want to talk about race is a good one to start with. Mm-hmm. I think one that was really impactful for me too is White Rage. Mm-hmm. It's a really good one. Um, I forget, what's the one I'm reading now? I don't know. I'm, my mind's blank. And maybe we can link some, or maybe we'll put some on our social media. Mm-hmm. And I think like also like history is just like a good place to start too. Like I history agree. on certain issues. Watch Roots. Right. Or, you know, what I've been learning, I don't know a lot about the gay and trans community. So mm. I've been trying to learn more about that. But what I didn't realize is how much we, especially as women, have appropriated from gay culture. Oh, yeah. Um, the drag mm-hmm. and the makeup and the hairstyles and the way <clears throat> that gay men dressed, especially like in New York and what's Studio 50 is it 51 54 54 i knew it was a 50 number studio 54 was more of like a party place for like rich celebrities um but ballroom culture is something that's really intense Mm -hmm. uh like that's a very rich culture Mm -hmm. um and a lot of like i think gay queer culture um also has been appropriated by black gay culture agreed so, like, Yas Queen, like, that kind of stuff has definitely been appropriated. That stuff started with the ballroom culture. That started with black drag queens and black trans people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the history like that, for sure, Yeah, needs to be, you need to be aware of that kind of stuff. Like, the TV show Pose. Yeah, I know. So good. Yes, I'm going to watch. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. It's so good. But I always think it's funny when I hear, like, cis hetero white men being like, Yas Queen. And I'm like, um, do you know the roots? <laughs> do you know what you're talking it's about? It's just so cute. Right. But I don't know. There's so much. And none of us know even a fraction of all of the things there are to know about these things. Right. We're stuck in our bubble. We're really only concerned about the things that um, directly affect us because we're human. Right. And we have nothing better to do. We're still in a pandemic, guys. <laughs> believe it or not. Right. Believe like, it or we not. We really are. Every once in a while it hits me. I'm like, oh, yeah, COVID is oh, still shit, COVID. a thing. Yep. So read a book. Read a book. Read a book. I don't know. That. <laughs> I just felt that one coming on. I loved it, though. Thank you. What's next, my little <laughs> Caleb? Um, I think it was, I don't know. Which one was it? Was it? Uh, I think it was to listen. Oh, yes. Listen. Listening is so important. Yeah. And it's especially important to listen without trying to debate Mm -hmm. or respond with some kind of argument. Oftentimes when we're listening to someone, we instantly start to think of a response to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And it's like, stop it. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just Listen. listen. And don't respond. It's a crazy idea. It is a little wild. It's a little far-fetched. Pretty radical. <laughs> Revolutionary. Revolutionary. Just listen. Yeah. And don't talk. I think where this comes from for me is so many people want to debate my experience mm-hmm. or have some kind of response to the experience that I've lived and when they have that response, all I hear is that you're um, discrediting it, mm-hmm. it 
You're discrediting my experience. You're debating my experience. You're demeaning it. And I'm not okay with that. Agreed. My experience is what happened to me. It's the, it's the way that I experienced the world. This is my history. This is my life. Mm-hmm. You don't know it. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to take that away from me mm-hmm. and say it's not legitimate. So doubt. So doubt. It is. Yeah, I agree. I think so often as humans, we are solution oriented. Mm, we mm-hmm. don't like hearing a problem that doesn't have an answer and not saying that your experiences are a problem or that mine would be a problem. Sure. But for, for some people, they might not be linear or make sense or have like a specific ending to it. That is like a resolution that is palatable. Yeah. So I think often when we're sharing our unique experiences or anyone who is othered shares their experience with someone who is not, their first reaction is to try and take that information, sort through it really quickly to try and make sense of it and make it palatable Mm -hmm. and have it be something they can live with in their mind. And it doesn't have to make sense to you. It doesn't have to be happy. It doesn't have to have a positive ending. It's just someone else's shit. And it really has nothing to do with you. So, like, stop trying to into what's the word? Intellectualize sure. someone's experience so that you can sit with it because it's not yours to sit with. They're choosing to share it with you. Right. Yeah. I feel like I've had experiences too where people say, like, oh, if that happened to me, I would have done this. It's like, oh, would you have? Well, or, like, like, if you were, if I was there, I would have done this for you. And it's like, oh, would you have though? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I trust that. Well, and you're not telling them to solicit help right right you're just sharing to share right so it's like again you're trying to solve a problem that i wasn't asking you to solve right i'm just sharing with you and yes so often i think we are promised advocacy by -hmm. the people we love or who love us and we're let down yeah yeah and we were talking about that earlier today kind of like what you do when people you love just don't get it right like you care about these people Mm -hmm. and then they do some really fucked up shit Mm -hmm. and it's like oh how do i go about telling you that that's not great i know so i just think remembering to listen without responding Mm -hmm. is key yeah listen without responding yeah i'm gonna move on i think you should okay Our fourth tip for how to become a better ally. Find someone doing the groundwork. Yes. We all watch the news. We all follow the big verified accounts on social media. And we see what they're doing and it's cool. But I remember in one of our early episodes, Caleb, you were saying that when you had first gotten into activism, you followed a lot of people who were on the ground doing the tough shit. And I think that that's where we see the humanizing moments. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we see how far we have left to go. Sure. How far we have yet to go. Or maybe how how far we've come. I think that's where it's important. Yeah, I, I do think that's important. And I can tie this into, you know, educating yourself. But it's different. Because educating yourself, I think, in so many ways is like, you know taking these theories, like learning the facts about like history and the ways that people have been um, 
oppressed or the ways that like we've overcome certain issues or whatever um or even like statistics like these things are all like great things to know to be educated on but like um i don't know what's the word um familiarizing yourself with the people who are doing the groundwork is important because that like that makes it real life Mm -hmm. and i think specifically like in your own communities Mm -hmm. like go and i don't know spend some time at um i don't know the what's the abbey center Mm -hmm. or like volunteering um at the um tanager place Mm -hmm. you know there's like there's places where people are experiencing issues of either mental health or poverty or whatever. And a lot of that's tied in with the ways that people are oppressed too. find the people who in your community are doing the work to make things better for people who are oppressed. I agree. In my online class, we're it's online class. So we have to post to discussion boards and then respond to each other's posts. And one of our discussions was talking about somewhere we've lived or visited that had a community risk factors so those Mm. are things such as like extreme crime um lack of access to education or to food things like that Mm -hmm. and this one young woman who's my classmate wrote that the ghettos of cedar rapids had a lot of community risk factors and me i read that shit and i was like oh Hey, y'all know. Mm. And so I was like, where's the ghetto, Mackenzie? Where is it? And she pointed out the single moms that she sees in the ghetto. And I was like, where? How can you look at someone and know they're a single mom in the ghetto? Right. You're assuming a lot there. She was assuming a lot. But she also said, I hear gun violence in the ghetto. And I'm like, well, I don't live in the ghetto. And there was a murder like half a mile away. Right. Violence here, sadly, isn't isolated. Mm-mm. It's everywhere. But. She also pointed out the fact that we don't have community resources, which we actually are kind of getting our shit together with community resources. Sure. I would say like, I I feel like there are a few. There are. And I think the more people that I follow who are doing the groundwork, Mm -hmm. I know about these community resources. And I was able to be like, Mackenzie, here are some community resources you should check out because I know they exist and our city is trying. It might be late. And it might be a dollar too short, but sure. you know, there are people that really care that are trying to create after school programs and outreach events for children and are trying to help the single moms of the ghetto and trying to stop the crime that you hear and trying right. to do all these things. But if you don't follow the people that are doing the work, you're never going to know. Right. So you kind of have to get your hands dirty a little bit, mm-hmm. get involved. Absolutely. Don't just sit on your pedestal time to get up right educate yourself and then go out there and do the damn thing do the damn thing yes amen so that's that on that that's that should we take a little break i think we should and when we come back we will hit you with our last two facts they're zingers zingers (laughs) on how to become a better ally yes stay tuned thank you Triumph, inspiration, tragedy. You could pick one word to describe your life as it stands right now. What is it? I'm Alex Schulte, the host of One Word Stories, 
a free-to-listen interview podcast where the guest and I take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. Every episode, I'll be interviewing local people from every corner of our beautiful community about where they are now, and then we'll take a trip to the past and find out how we got here. After every episode, there will be a post-show where the guests and I play games and unwind at the end of a recording. The One Word Stories post-show is exclusive to LAS Plus subscribers. To subscribe and get access to ad-free episodes, bonus content to all LAS podcasts, discounts at live shows, access to exclusive merch, and much more, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Do you know someone that has a story that needs to be told? Please contact me. Fill out the contact form on the One Word Stories show page at laspodcastnetwork.com slash stories. This show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You can find new episodes of One Word Stories for free every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. One Word Stories. What's your word? L-A-S. Oh, hey there, bud. I'm Craig Johnson, the host of Creating Crap with Craig, the new bi-weekly podcast here on the LAS Podcast Network. Every episode, I'll be talking with a new creative person from painters to musicians, designers to writers, in an interview-style format with hard-hitting, burning questions such as, how are you? Do you have any pets? And also, why? So join me as I bully all of my friends and family into coming on my show so I finally have someone to talk to. Creating Crap with Craig will release every other Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And if you want to help support our endeavors, subscribe to LAS+. Plus. For information, go to laspodcastnetwork.com. Creating Crap with Craig, where we love both alliteration and creation. LAS. We're back! Thank you for being with us today. You came back after the break. Wow. Wow. You really <laughs> You've love been us. through a lot. <laughs> you, you've really <laughs> suffered, dear child. Blessings Ooh, to you. Child. Anyway. It's gonna get easier. <laughs> we're back and we're gonna talk about two more things that you can do to be a better ally. 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 First one we're going to talk about is watching your behavior when there's no one else around. Ooh. Yeah, so this has to do with, um, I think for me, you know, if you're not around people of color or someone of a different sexual orientation than you, how are you, I don't know, caring about that person when they're not around? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if there's people around you saying the n-word or calling people the f-word f-word um how are you behaving around those people how are you calling that shit out yeah do you just laugh when people make like oh i might be a little uncomfortable but i'm not gonna say anything or what yeah i've made a point that if i hear some foul shit i am leaving i will tell you hey we don't talk like this and give you the chance to correct your speech. And if you're going to persist, then I will leave. All right. If you try to justify it, I'm not okay with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not like, going to be a part of it. Right. And that's how I've just started handling it. Because mm-hmm. I think people need to know um, I don't play that shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't just play that shit about black people. I don't play that shit about any marginalized minority 
in any capacity. I don't care. If you're a cat person and someone's talking shit about you, I'm going to stand up for your weird ass. That's just who I am. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And I think that it's, you know, it's one thing to have conversations with your othered friends or with your gay friends and be like, yeah, gay pride, let's go to the parade. But then when you leave and you're listening, you know, to music that is derogatory or you're having conversations with other people and they are intolerant and you're just going along with it Mm -hmm. that's a problem right like why would you just allow their bigotry to exist in your own space right let alone like yeah let it pass yeah it's kind of like if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it did it even make a sound yeah yes right we know that you are not being authentic and you're being performative. We don't right. have to hear you do it. We know. Right. The truth will always come to the light. It's true. It is true. And most of the time, the people who you're most uncomfortable having these conversations with are the people you need to have the conversations with the most. This is so true. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and... Have the convo with everyone. Yeah. Like, that's not going to fight with me. We can hear you. Right. It's like mom eyes. Mm-hmm. I am watching you no matter where you're at. <clears throat> I know if you're not being an ally. Right. And, like, I've gone out with people. Like, gone to a bar with a friend. And then, like, they meet friends that they know. And then those people are intolerant. And it's like, oh, cool. Then oh, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? What do I do? Yeah. Well, I just like, I don't know. I get uncomfortable. Do you leave? I typically, I'll just go find somewhere else to be. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. And sometimes that person will like come back to me and be like, oh, I'm sorry about my friend. Just like, okay, are you though? Like, yeah. Well, then I, what do you say? Yeah. I don't know. It's how, like, it's hard to be in that position. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, now I don't know how much I can trust you I think to be my friend. It's really hard when people you love let you down. This is true. And it's hard even to know how to react when people you love let you down in big ways like that. Well, it hurts you. Yeah. It's painful. And it's also humiliating. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's done in public. Oh, definitely. Mm, yeah. Uncomfort, discomfort, pain. <laughs> Feelings. <laughs> Feelings. Oh, yeah. I know. So just watch your speech and be sure that you're having these conversations with the people that need to have them. That you need to have them with. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Yep. It's not enough to just talk about diversity with your diverse friends. We know. Right. We don't care anymore. We care, but like we're (laughs) over it. Go talk about it with the rest of the people. Okay. Our last tip. You know what? And then I want to throw just one more in there. Okay, I I'm into really it. Good one. But we're going to put this one Six in first. Six plus a bonus Six one. Six plus a bonus. How do your actions better the world? And I think of this as in the 2020 presidential election, where we really weren't left with any stellar candidates on any party. Right. Across any party line. They were all pretty... disappointing left much to be desired right so for me i was telling people hey you're just gonna have to suck it up this time and vote for whatever gets us the most common good that we can get right now Mm -hmm. and we all know who i 
wasn't in, encouraging them to vote for, who wasn't going to bring that common good. But the thing was, there wasn't anything exciting about anyone. No one was excited to vote for Joe, but it seemed like the the less of two evils at the time. So is it always as extreme as voting? No, but sometimes it is. And in this scenario, I think it... I think it's like, that's the easiest thing to point to for like communal good. Like mm-hmm. the ways that we engage civically mm-hmm. and communally happen through elections. And so I think that's an easy thing to talk about. But mm-hmm. I think like, you know, having it in your brain space that like, any actions that you can take to make the world a better place for everyone and not just your own right. faction is better for the whole world. But I think people don't understand that sometimes if you're going to do what's better for the whole world, that you are choosing then to not do what's best for you in that particular moment. Right. And then when people have to make that choice, they're like, <laughs> No. Right, but what about me? What about me? And it's like, it's not about you right now. Right. You just have to do what's best for everyone. Mm-hmm. And again, what are you doing in private? Are you volunteering? Are you giving financially or with your resources in another way? Right, time. Yes, with your time. What are you doing to help the world? Are you raising anti-racist, anti-bigot children? Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. And when that kind of stuff comes up, because it usually does, like school, like if you're a parent mm-hmm. and kids do a lot of different crazy wild shit. Yeah, they do. So you have plenty of opportunities to talk to your kids or talk to your family members about ways that they can be better mm-hmm. or the ways that to encourage them to not be bigoted in mm-hmm. any way. Mm-hmm. You know, that like they can love everybody mm-hmm. and that sometimes those best for the world may not be best for them in the moment right but best for everybody and i think we need to remember that our lives feel very important like our own personal lives we feel like we just really have a way of individualizing ourselves Mm. as humans but our lives really aren't about us this time that we are on earth is about creating a better place for the people that will come after us Mm -hmm. and we get very selfish i think it might have something to do with like i feel like american culture is very individualistic Mm -hmm. you know and then i think you know you look at i don't know eastern countries like japan korea um there's so much more communal focused Mm -hmm. that like you and there's like good bad whatever about both like i like being an individual but at the same time you know caring about community and caring about your neighbor is very important. Mm-hmm. And I think we lose a lot of that. I agree. We're all like 90% exactly the same. <clears throat> right. There's not that many differences that make us these unique individuals we believe ourselves to be. Right. So it's like... We're not very far removed from each other. No, we're really not. Not at all. So just remember that we're all one big human race together. Mm-hmm. Right. And we need to leave this planet hopefully much better than it was when we got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm just going to speak on this a little bit. I feel like when I when I come to this topic, I feel like the thing that my brain is drawn to are like um, political conservatives. They're, fi- they're, what is it, fiscally conservative mm-hmm. but socially liberal. Right. But they vote conservative. Right. And the conservative party... Mm-hmm. is so anti 
progress for black liberation, LGBTQ rights, all these things. Like it, like when I've looked at Texas, like governor, whatever his fuck fucking face Ted is. Cruz. No. Where's the, Ted Cruz? He's a politician in Texas, but oh, he's, he's not, not governor? the governor. I think it's governor Abbott. Maybe is that correct? I don't know. I, we can correct me later, but, um, he, he is, attacking trans people in the state it -hmm. is like really disgusting and it's like if you think about it like if you think oh like i can vote for a conservative and like greg abbott yeah greg abbott um and like like my queer friends and my gay friends and my black friends aren't going to be affected you're fucking wrong yeah you're fucking wrong and Mm -hmm. it hurts us and it like really actually does damage to our lives texas is like fucking gilead right now it's a lot right now it's terrifying I don't know. I just, that's one soapbox that I'm going to talk about right now because I have feelings about it. Go ahead. Because it just pisses me off. Speak on that shit. Just because it doesn't affect you doesn't mean that it's not going to really fuck up some other people's lives. Mm -hmm. Like, good for you having, like, a different kind of tax bracket. You might have to pay, like, I don't know, a few hundred more dollars in taxes. But this whole person's life is going to be fucked up because that's the way you want to live Mm -hmm. for an extra few hundred bucks. In your tax bracket mm-hmm. or returns for whatever the fuck, but this whole person's life is ruined or they have to move so they're not traumatized by some kind of fucking bullshit. Or these Sorry. trans kids that they're trying to keep out of sports right, right now, and that is going on in Iowa. Yeah, that it bill just, just really passed the pisses house. me off. Like, God yeah. damn it. And it's like, really, as a 40 year old man, are you at all threatened if a 16 year old young girl wants to play sports right like who cares who gives a wild like fuck? go do something right read a book about read a book about anti- trans issues yeah Jesus. about anti-hatred because like intolerance. i feel like it's so funny to me when people talk about trans issues like well what about trans people in sports and like i just can't with that argument who because cares it's just it's, it's such a game well there's that I right i don't give a i don't give people. a fuck about sports but like that's right but sports are a big issue for some people, and that's fine. However, it's just such a strange, like, off-the-wall, like, issue for people to talk about when it comes to trans issues as a whole. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, what about trans people in sports? And they just, like, completely destroy any argument about why trans people should just exist in general. And then, like, Greg Abbott comes along, and he's like, no, if you have a kid and you're working on, like, giving this trans person any help in their transition then you're a child abuser yeah right and like anybody who knows about it is going to be going to jail for child abuse yep and if you're a care provider and you provide care for trans children you're going to jail for child abuse and it's like that is you're for one like leave the children alone Mm -hmm. i just don't get it like let them be kids right and live whatever whatever fragment of a normal life that that trans child is able to have at that point because you've Mm -hmm. taken every piece of it away like there's no more innocence for that child so it starts as simple as like trans people in sports and then it becomes this whole thing Mm -hmm. like it's just it just goes that way that's the way it heads all the time Mm -hmm. anyway that's my soapbox so no i appreciate that it's the world's scary and all the stuff that's going on right now with reproductive rights and gay rights and trans rights they're just it's it's a scary it's very scary Mm -hmm. very scary and that leads me Thank you, Alex. That was perfect. <laughs> Alex has got some fast fingers. Yes, that leads does. me to my last topic, which is protect your peace. And that protect your peace. 
<laughs> I tell me what you mean by that. I feel like when we all practice these first six steps on how to become a better ally, mm-hmm. you're just going to have your little ally boots on and you're going to be feeling like you can fight for everyone and you want to speak up on every injustice that you see. But you have to remember, honey, some people just can't be changed. They this just can't. And after so long reading articles and watching movies about rape and destruction, they're not doing anything for your spirit. There are some people who want to hate. Yes. And it's unfortunate, but it's true. And the work of an ally abolitionist activist is not... Anti-racist. Anti-racist, anti-bigotry. Yeah. We just are anti-everything that's not love. It's hard and it's exhausting so i just want to remind people that when you get in it and you start really doing the work protect your peace Mm -hmm. sign off social media leave the bigots alone maybe don't don't engage the troll don't engage you can learn what deserves a response and what doesn't and i've had to learn that because every time i hear something i like instantly want to turn around and engage and sometimes i have to be like sarah it is saturday at 6 30 a.m you're at a gas station. You have your pajamas on. Like, go home. Or, Sarah, we love this person deep in our soul. And you know that they love you, even though they have some fucked up thoughts. Leave it alone. Go drink your wine. Sure. Go pet Huxley. I, yeah, I have a hard time. Like, I, this has been something I've think, been thinking about a lot. There's this guy who I'm, like, loosely ac- acquainted with from my job. Uh, he's kind of a regular, some of the restaurants that I've worked at in the past. Um, but he was like legit, like trolling me at the bar this week. And I had to so give what it was like, he, okay. What was he doing? What was this behavior? So he was talking about one of the cocktails that I have on the menu and it has Rittenhouse Rye in it. And he was like, I'll just take the cocktail with the Kyle Rittenhouse in it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, did you get what I did there? Kyle Rittenhouse. Make sure you put three shots in there for me. Ha <laughs> ha. Bang, bang, bang. <gasps> and I was like, the fuck? Why would he do that? Because he's a fucking troll. See, that's that asshole. shit that I think people say to other people who they assume might think how they think. You know, or like. No, but he knows. Oh, and he I'm, gonna get, knows I'm getting he... more into the story. Okay, I'm sorry. So, and then he proceeds to ask me if I'm still, if I still like to post on Facebook and get into people's threads oh, so he was about social justice you. oh he was fucking with me hard and i was just like yeah do you know what? i actually got off facebook and stopped doing that because it was really toxic there's a lot of really toxic people out there mm-hmm. and he's like oh ha 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 and i just like had to disengage because i was so i was mad and i was at work honey i would have lost my job i cannot lose my job right now i know but i really had to just dis- disengage because it was so fucked up that he was doing that to me, like, during a busy night, and he was like, oh, hey, Caleb, and he gives me shit about, like, not paying attention to him sometimes, but I don't want to pay attention to him because he's a fucking asshole, mm-hmm. and he was, like, throwing that in my face to be a dick, and I, like, I've been thinking about it a lot, that interaction yeah, specifically. Pissed. I am You pissed. never get pissed. I don't, but it was, like, so specifically targeting me mm-hmm. to, like, make, to be shitty towards me. And I had, and I couldn't engage it, and I didn't, I shouldn't engage it. No. But at the same time, it's just been on my mind a lot that this guy came into my bar and fucking trolled me. Did anyone? Was anyone around? Mm-mm. Just you two? I mean, there were other people around. There were other people at the bar, obviously, but like. But no one it heard was it. Busy. And was like yeah. that was not right. Right. 
And I've like been holding on to it. I haven't told anybody this story yet. Because I like have just like I just remembered that story like because that was really pissing me off. So yeah, I bet he like has a crush on you secretly and just can't let his sexual gay urges out, Caleb. I bet that's what it is. Whatever, he's just a dick. Yeah, some people just suck. Anyway, so there's people like that on the world to protect your peace. Protect your peace. It's not worth it. No. I hate that man. Yeah, I do too. I like you really cannot wait like next to see it like next time I see him, like what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say to him. You're not gonna stoop beneath (sighs) your greatness because it's not worth it. Right. But I just want to tell him that I'm not gonna put up with this bullshit. And he's the kind of guy like, what do you mean what kind of bullshit? What are you talking about? That's the kind of people that I deal with sometimes. Like, alcohol makes people into fucking dicks sometimes. Yeah, it really does. Myself included. I hate that for you that that happened. I know. It was really upsetting. Yeah. And see exactly what we said. When you start doing the work and people see that you're caring and Mm -hmm. taking a stance that they don't believe in, that's all they need to try and F it all up for you. Sure. So... Or to think that you're some kind of libtard snowflake, whatever they call people now. Yeah. But it's just because so you care weird. about people, right? Caring about people doesn't require a specific political agenda. It really doesn't. Just be human. Right. Empathetic. We say that all the time. Yeah. So the big takeaway, Sarah, tell us. Be empathetic. Be empathetic. Have compassion. It always your... comes down to empathy and mm-hmm. compassion. I agree. And listening and just learning about people different. Yeah, like I really feel like it's important to invest in relationships with people who are different than you. Me too. Like all you wonderful, beautiful, cis, hetero people out there who are straight. I love you, but like, I don't know. You're boring. <laughs> Be better, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Be better. You're not boring. You guys are all great. Be different. But Yeah. I don't know, put in some work maybe. Mm-hmm. I also saw this thing on Instagram. It kind of reminded me of that. But it asked, if you are always finding yourself in predominantly white spaces, like, do you ever ask yourself why that is? And the same could be said about, are you only finding yourself in predominantly straight spaces? Right. Or predominantly male-dominated spaces or female-dominated spaces mm-hmm. or able-bodied spaces? Right. It's like, and why do you think that is? And what can you do to fix it? And I think sometimes, yeah, you have to sit with your discomfort and be there for a minute. And let's also not act like Caleb and I aren't uncomfortable with a lot of conversations we have. Oh, God. There are times we're sitting here and I know I've just made him feel uncomfortable or he's made me feel super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And we have to push past it. And then we are still able to be friends. Yeah. So that's just what life is. That's how relationships look, we're mirroring it for you. Mir- what? Mirroring. Oh, yeah. mirroring. Yeah. Like, I thought, I don't know what I heard. I don't know what my words are. We today. are. We are mirroring <laughs> the behavior that we would like you to yes, uh, exhibit, please. Right, please. So go make a gay friend and a black friend just like we did. Right. <laughs> just those two, <laughs> And then two, start though. a podcast. <laughs> That's the recipe. And then uh, your, your anti-hatred. That's all there is. Go away. Follow these steps. <laughs> Get a gay and a black friend, start a podcast. You're in. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I always learn a lot, and I love doing this with you. I love doing this with you, too, Sarah. Okay, I have to read at least one review. 
We've okay. gotten some, whew, some Ooh. good reviews. Whew, Lord Jesus. Okay. Lordy. Lordy, Lordy. Let's see what we've got here. Um, Let's start with Starving Artist. Gave us five stars. They say, amazing opportunity to listen to two perspectives in a time when young people are trying to be better, more inclusive, and leaders of empathy. Yes. Thank you, Starving Artist. We love you. And then Kate in IC says, here for it. And she gives us five stars. She says, I look forward to every episode. Makes me laugh and thought-provoking. Yes. One more. Okay. Okay. Afrocentric Afro says, must listen. And they gave us five stars. They say, love this pod. These are the convos more people need to be having. Caleb and Sarah are hilarious and the kind of people you'd want to grab a drink or smoke a J with. I appreciate their diversity. And you know what? There were more, but we're going to save them for next time. I'm into all of those reviews. I feel like that's very us. I know. They speak to me. They speak to me too (laughs) in my soul. Thank you guys so much for the reviews and the love. Please go leave us more so we can share them. And don't forget to go to LAS. Woo! LAS Podcast Network. Dot com slash plus plus subscribe ten dollars a month get all of our bonus episodes and know what's going on behind the scenes better yet support local thank you thank you we love, love you. you peace out bye bye Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com.